This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Speak Legal, conversations with Community Law Otago, made with the support of Law Faculty, University of Otago. And joining us on the line for Speak Legal this morning, Jack Westwood. We're going to be looking this morning at the problem with fisheries. Makes a bit of news from time to time. Uh, Maureen, good to have you with us, Jack. Yeah, thanks for having me. Take us through uh, what you're going to be talking about this morning, Jack. Yeah, so uh, as you said, the uh, problem with fisheries. Um, so I'm sure some of your listeners would have seen on One News recently that uh, the team there uncovered a Ministry for Primary Industries internal review into health and safety violations uh, reported by observers on commercial fishing vessels. Um, the report that they found had noted serious health and safety concerns, such as uh, the vessels operating in unsafe conditions and overpopulation of crew. Um, and it also revealed toxic working environments. So the observers on board faced violent threats, repeated sexual harassment and other forms of intimidation. Um, it also noted actually that the crews don't fare too much better. Um, some of the serious risks to the crew included crushing, broken teeth and an incident involving amputation. So it doesn't really sound quite good at all. Um, so whilst it's fraught with risk, it's clear from the review that the MPI observers um, are often working in quite challenging workplaces. Mm, indeed. Tell us a little bit more about the observers' role, Jack. Um, so observers play a key role on behalf of the Ministry for Primary Industries. Um, they observe commercial fishing operations to ensure that our waters are not being overfished. Um, they also monitor what's known as fishing-related mortalities, so deaths of uh, wildlife in our seas during fishing operations. Um, So that's things like marine mammals and other wildlife such as seabirds, um, which can quite often be accidentally caught and killed during fishing operations. Let's let's look at the limits on on fishing. You mentioned that. How does the Ministry set those limits? Um, So under the Fisheries Act 1996, the Minister for uh, Fisheries um, sets limits on the amount of the resource, so different species of uh, fish, uh, that can be caught during the uh, specified time frame, so a fishing season. Um, and that's known as a total allowable catch, or TAC for short. Um, the minister develops TAC for each fishery, so our waters are divided into quite a few different fisheries. Um, and when determining the tax, the minister needs to balance uh, competing interests. So there's environmental concerns and sustainability on one hand, but they also need to ensure that resources are effectively utilised. So essentially means that, you know, the most amount of fish that can be caught under the TAC are caught. So there's quite a conflict there between sustainability and utilisation, and that really competes to the competitive uh, kind of working environments that we've seen in the report. Mm. Uh, Jack, how does the Ministry know if the waters are being overfished? Um, so assessing this is quite contentious. That's uh, one of, like I said, that's one of the main reasons why observers are on board, but unfortunately, they're not present on every vessel that goes out to sea. Um, so even when they do, as the report uncovered by One News shows, they often face those challenging work environments where they're kind of subject to intimidation doing that role. Um, alternatives to having observers on board have been considered, and one option was fitting CCTV cameras to monitor fishing operations on board. Um, but the fishers themselves expressed uh, their concerns with having cameras installed on their vessels 
Um, it's important to note that the ship while they're at sea is kind of their home, so their concern that their privacy will be breached. Um, so unfortunately, it's likely that observers will have to continue to play a key role in monitoring things on board. Now, you mentioned also observers uh, monitor accidental killing of other wildlife? Yeah, so they do play a role in monitoring accidental killings. Um, under the Fisheries Act, the Minister um, also sets what's known as a fishing-related mortality level for marine mammals and the other wildlife, like seabirds. Um, they're sometimes referred to as frimmels. Um, so setting a frimmel is another aspect of the fishing industry that is contentious. Um, whilst other jurisdictions, such as the US, are aiming for net zero frimmels. New Zealand legislation only seeks to minimise or mitigate fishing-related mortalities in Aotearoa's waters. So what happens if fishing-related mortality levels are exceeded? Once the fishing-related fishery is exceeded, the minister is required to either prohibit fishing in that uh, fishery, so essentially shut it down or limit the fishing methods that can be employed by people working in the fishery. Um, either outcome isn't desirable for the commercial fishing operations because the result of either choice being implemented would be a, quite a serious loss of income. So once they've set the frimmel, how does the ministry ensure it isn't exceeded? Uh, so again, that's the role of the observers. So they're instrumental in ensuring that um, Every fishing-related mortality is recorded and reported to the Ministry for Primary Industry. But unfortunately, as I've previously said, they're not always present. Mm. Any other ways to measure the fishing-related mortality? Yeah, so other than observers, the ministry, uh, sorry, the industry relies quite a lot on self-reporting. So the minister actually expects commercial fishing operators to record and report any fishing-related mortalities. Um, but as I've said, with the economic costs um, associated with a fishery being closed or methods being suspended due to exceeding a frimmel, um, some industry observers are concerned that the economic costs may act as an incentive not to report the uh, fishing-related mortalities. Mm. Well, it's an interesting report you've given us this morning, uh, Jack. It throws up a few issues that I guess are still yet to be worked through uh, as yeah. as relates to the monitoring in particular. Uh, it doesn't sound like it's the, the easiest job on earth to be an observer on one of those boats, and as the... Um, the one news report uh, has suggested in the, our discussion this morning too, other other methods still have to be worked through. You can understand why there might be issues around privacy and so forth with, uh, with camera monitoring and so forth. Um, but important that um, the focus stays on it, I guess. Thanks, Jack. Yeah, for br- thanks for bringing it to us this morning on, on Speak Legal, a really interesting topic, as they always are here every Thursday morning. And... Uh, I don't know how many queries you get about that stuff at Community Law Otago, but I'm really pleased you brought us the interesting topic today. And remember, the Community Law Otago team is there to help you with all sorts of issues that you might be going through. We've got their contact details coming up for you now. Thanks, Jan. Thanks. Community Law Otago. Free legal advice and support for the people of Otago. Visit our weekday advice clinics at 169 Princess Street, Dunedin. Clinic session times are available from the website communitylawotago.com. Ring 474-1922 or 0800-169-333 if calling from outside Dunedin. Speak Legal is made with support from the Law Faculty, University of Otago, Training for Life.
This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.